But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie. Uh-oh. Julie? Hi. Oh. Hi. Hi. Hear my sound cut out for a second. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was sorry. About that. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I was trying to bring up the video part of the podcast and it cut everything out. Oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, your co-host. Oh, God. I lost I lost the track of everybody. Uh, Thorsten. Right? Thorsten. Hello. <laughs> and then, then Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Boat. And and David. Greetings. I got everybody, right? That's everybody. Okay. That's Hello. everybody. Okay. Hello, my friends. Uh, welcome to the show. This week, we are talking our favorite uh, spaceship designs from science fiction, fantasy. I mean, I mean, not fantasy, but like movies, TV, video games, that sort of thing. Media. Media. Yes. Yes. Popular culture. Yes. Uh, media, popular culture, geekery, uh, whichever you want to do. Now we're because um, OBS is this great thing called a slideshow where you can load up all the images from one directory. But since I get since I since I named them by um, person, hello, hello, oh. hello. Nothing. Uh, lost your audio for a second there, Brian. We did. Yeah, that's weird. I noticed nothing on my end. Um, anyway. So, um, so we gotta go. In, we gotta go in alphabetical order of the person who chose the ship. And so I'm B. We're gonna start with me. I would have preferred to go last, but whatever. So my first ship on my list. It's a simple one, but I absolutely love the TARDIS from Doctor Who. It's it's a box. It's a box. I know, but it's the most powerful box in all the universe. <laughs> Yes, I, but it's still a box. I know, but I, I that's one thing I kind of love about it. Like, you see this thing, and it's so unassuming. It's a box. How much damage can a box do? You know? Like, and inherently by itself, maybe not much. <laughs> but it brings the people who does the, do the damage. Um, so it's, on, it's only a box because it's chameleon circle. Circuit is oh, I know, I know. It's yep. the chameleon circuit's been stuck for years, and Donna was almost, almost gonna tell him how to fix it, but then had her memory wiped, and I'm still angry about that. Um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so angry about Donna, but um, yeah, I love the TARDIS, I love its uh, simple design, it really makes you underestimate it and its pilot, you know, <laughs> great aerodynamics. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes, um, there's a scene in a Christmas episode where the doctor is chasing a cab. It's like a car chase with the TARDIS. And I love that scene so much because you don't get to see the TARDIS like in flight very often. Um, most of the time, it just war, 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 and it's there. You don't get to see it in flight very often. So that was a treat for me. Um, so the next ship that I want to mention mm. Sorry if I'm boring. You. Nothing. So, no, <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm fucking with you. Uh, the next oh, ship. Hi, I, fly, fly. Yeah. The next ship I want to mention is Serenity. I love the, I love the, this, I love the look of this ship. I love how 
unassuming and homely it looks like. It looks like someone lives in this ship, honestly. And that's one thing I love about it is it's got such a uh, homely look to it. Like, I love how this is someone's house, you know. I do love it, except for the fact that it kind of looks like an overweight antelope. Yeah, a little bit. Now, the engine section, perfect. The, like, middle section, perfect. The, like, neck up at the cockpit? What's going on there? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. I Um, like it, but it looks a bit silly. It does a little bit, yes. But I I just love the... um, I honestly love how it looks. I love the uh, I love the design of it. Like, it's one of the ships where if I had to live on a ship, this would be one of the ones I'd want to choose. You know, because it feels very homey. Um. So so yeah, and I I love how it's like if you've ever looked at the blueprints for this thing, it's fascinating because it's got such a focused design on hauling that it's just terrific. You know, such a such a great design. All right, next up, and this one's kind of hard to see because it's such a dark picture, but this is the Arrhenes from uh, Free Space 2. Uh, I couldn't get a better picture of it. I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't find a better picture of it. This is one of the special operation ships you get later in the campaign. Um, it's an absolutely lethal ship, and it's probably the most lethal fighter in the game. Uh, and I just love how its its design makes it look lethal. Like it looks like a weapon being pointed at something. You know, uh, even at the pixel, even at that that pixel count. Yes. Yeah, I, I apologize. This is the best picture I could find of the damn thing. But um, such a great design. One of my other favorites. My next favorite is also from Free Space. The uh, the Hercules from Free Space One and Two. There was an updated version of the Hercules in Free Space 2. I didn't like it as much. Uh, it didn't, like, I, I like that this thing has um, is more angular. I like how the original Hercules, it's just a meaner looking ship than the Hercules Mark II, I think. And I think that's why I appreciate it so much. Um, I, I, I just absolutely love the Hercules. Probably my favorite fighter from the first game. Uh... Honestly, I just love the Hercules. So my next one is um, the Star Car from the last Starfighter. Now I know a lot. I know a lot of people love the Gunstar, and I too love the Gunstar. Don't get me wrong, but rarely have I just seen a spaceship or something on a movie or a TV screen or any other screen and go, "God, I want that right now!" Like like that. Like the car. The car. Because it okay. flies, and it, go, it flies, and it goes a warp drive, and it can take you anywhere. I want, I love, I love the design of it. I, I love, 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 love this car. Love it. I didn't know I needed a car with warp engines. Oh, it's yeah, it's got, I it, yeah, it's got, it's got warp or whatever the fa- or whatever the faster than light equivalent is. They don't really name it in the last Starfighter. They don't really. I don't think they ever do. Yeah, no. they don't. It's not warp drive or anything like that, or FTL or whatever. They never name what they're. They're kind of tunnel like FTL is, but they have one clearly. Um, they just there's they, they never so I don't know what it is, but it's got a warp drive basically. Plus, it looks like it's going a thousand miles an hour just standing still. I know. I love that design. Looks so sleek. All right, next up. Uh, uh, oh wait, 
That's not the order I put these in. Anyway, this is, uh, it's not the best picture, but it's one of the best I could get is the, um, oh, it's skipping that one. Oh, okay. It doesn't like web. The Okay. So it skipped the beluga because it's a web P file. And um, apparently this. Oh, the huge thing from Rebel, Rebel Galaxy. Galaxy Outlaw. Outlaw. I love the, the look of that thing, but apparently it's not, it doesn't, the, the slideshow in OBS doesn't support web P files apparently oh, oh yeah no it doesn't so fine we'll skip to the uh broadsword one of my favorite ships from the entirety of the wing commander series a big ridiculous looking bomber with side and rear turrets you didn't get to yeah i think that's the morning star in the background uh but the broadsword uh is such a ridiculous looking thing it's got these giant engines and these giant wings, why? Uh-huh. But it looks so like what the? F- it's such a great, silly design. I love the design. You don't get to fly very much either, which is a shame. Uh, I think there's only like a few missions where you get to actually fly the damn thing. But I love this big, giant, turdy thing of a bomber. And let's see. You know, it's funny the. Uh- the animated series for Wing Commander actually did feature the broadsword as well. They got to fly it in a few episodes. Oh, the Academy? Oh, yeah. Shit, that reminds me. I own it, and I still haven't watched it. Shit. Crap. I, I got to ask something about the uh, broadsword right here. You got a what? Are those missile pods on top? Uh, no. I don't remember. It would make sense that they would be because the jet in- the intakes huh, for a space fighter. That intakes, uh, the intakes for the, the engines are beneath that, so that might make sense that those are some kind of uh, for the torpedoes, maybe. Yeah, for torpedoes, maybe. Yeah, or something like that. That would make sense because it looks like they would fly over the uh, front of the um, <laughs> ram scoop. <laughs> right, ram scoop, because we're in space, so. Uh, uh, Mm. We're, we're scooping ram. It would not be the first game in, to feature ram scoop engines on a ship. No, I know. It's just funny. <laughs> and let's see. The final one should show up. Yes. My favorite Wing Commander fighter, the Dragon from Wing Commander 4. Just uh, also has a jump. This thing has a jump drive. So already it's awesome. It's, I think, the only fighter with a jump drive uh, in the entire series. And uh, it's just such a lethal thing. It's got three different types of guns, massive shields and armor, maneuverable as hell, and just a joy to fly. This thing, just I, you don't like the broadsword. You do not get to uh, fly the dragon very much. It's only like two or three missions, and then you end the game. Uh, but uh, that's how it tends to go. Yeah. It's kind of like the TIE Defender in uh, TIE Fighter. You get it for like a few missions and then you never see it again um, <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, so those are mine. So, David, uh, we're going to go to you next. And I think the oh, first. Oh, God. <laughs> well, sorry. Alphabetical order. And the first yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the first ship it's going to show us is, yeah, the uh, USG Ishimura from Dead Space. USG oh, yeah. Shimura. USG, excuse me. 
Yeah, so it's basically a giant space excavator. And as I'm educated into driving excavators, I'm kind of amazed by the engineering, by just ripping out entire chunks. It feels so friggin' brutal, but that's um, it's um, pretty much how the Dead Space Universe works. Um, you yeah, manage to take all, uh, all resources and had to pull them back to Earth. So is that one and a half kilometers of pure capitalism? Is yes. That, is, is are those like wires pulling up a yes. chunk? Of, yes. Oh my lord! <laughs> we don't get tractor beams in a, in a dead space, even though hilariously enough we do. But no, this bitch just shoves shoves grappling hooks into a chunk of planet and rips it out the old fashioned way. <laughs> Okay, that's that's pretty terrific. All right, uh, I'm gonna yeah. move on to the I'm gonna move on to the next one, which is for, you have a lot. Of, it does not need more explanation. Uh, um, actually, you, you guys tell me when you're ready for the next one. So so yeah, I can go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So next is the uh, Cobra Mark IV from Elite Dangerous. Mark IV. What? Oh, I think it's the Viper. Oh, is that the Viper? I'm I'm. Yeah, it's the Viper Mark IV. Shit, I mislabeled. Yeah, it's it. the Viper Mark IV. Okay, so I love you guys, but the the walls of text you use to include these images kind of made me. <laughs> that's why. That's why the reasons I was named is because I'm sure. reading. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just reading through your 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 description of it and why you liked it, and I thought it was the Cobra Mark IV. I don't even remember. No, you're right. It's a Viper Mark IV. I'll have to rename that. I can't rename it right now, but I will rename it later. Yes, Viper Mark IV. It's a yeah. This thing brought me to uh, the middle of the galaxy. I went there in this little boat. It's uh, not wait. recommended. Yeah, wait, it, that, it, this is a combat ship. I was going to say, doesn't yeah, that... Yeah, maybe. I was going to say, doesn't it not have much of a jump range? This one does. Oh, it does? Oh, okay. The Mark IV was... Not apparently... gonna say... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, apparently the Mark IV was... Uh, well, after people filled around with the ship that... Um, they realized it was actually designed for long-range uh, combat or something like that. It has extended fuel tanks and increased jump range. Not much, though, but it has an increased jump range and, well, an incredibly huge fuel tank for its size. So you can make multiple jumps before you need to refuel. Right. And uh, no. uh, if you engineer the crap out of it like I did, well, you have a kind of nice maneuverable small explorer. So. Now I will ask why this and not the Mark III. Mark III uh, is way more of a combat ship, so it has uh, way less uh, jump range. Okay, so you, fair enough. So you like the mixed utility? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I, I'm, I'm, I, I too lean more towards ships that are kind of jack of all trades that do a lot of things at once. That's why I love the Beluga. And then there's me, whose <laughs> favorite ships from Elite were Eagle Mark II, Viper Mark III, and that one Federation ship whose name eludes me. Vulture. Um, yes, the Vulture. Yeah, oh yeah, Vulture is a delight. I think I, David, why? you mentioned the Vulture. Um, yeah, I did. So let me know. Let, so yeah, let me know when you're ready to move on to the next image. Yeah, go ahead. So the next image is the Farragut battle cruiser, also from Elite. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a that's a mean looking ship. I've always been impressed with just how imposing yeah. imposing that thing looks. I mean, it looks so frightening to look at. It really is. It's like it's not pretty. It 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 doesn't take any kind of attractiveness into account. 
it's all about utility. It's all about projecting power. It's it's just is just yeah. such a you, you don't have to say much about it. It's just a friggin' paragon. Yeah, it's it looks it's, amazing. It is a lovely but... design. Yeah, I do love that thing. I will I will agree with you on that one. So uh, yeah, I I don't really have any more comments about that ship because yeah, it's right. very good. So mind if I go ahead? So I'm not sure what these next three are. You were calling them fighters, so yeah, we're gonna go with uh, whatever that is. I'm not sure what this is. Um, there's gonna be a little delay for you, obviously, but I don't know what that is. I think I've seen it before, but it's not. That's the fighter. It's it's not a flyable ship. I know, but it's it is flyable. It, it is kind of. of. Yeah, kind of. Is it like, uh, oh, wait, look how small it is. I didn't really notice how small it is, but look how tiny that is. Look yeah, so uh, they added fighters in uh, the Horizons update and oh. <laughs> along with multi-crew. And, and multi-crew was a huge letdown, but I got to say, I enjoy the fighters. Oh, they I can d- ruin someone's day if they're, they're really just I ignored. I didn't so. know that. So so this is another fighter, I guess. This this neat looking thing. This uh guessing it's a Federation design right here. Um uh, this is an Imperial fighter, yes. Yep, the oh, DGU ninety seven, I believe it is. And mm. it's a little bit different uh, from the Condor. It's uh, all about maneuverability instead of survivability or offense. So oh, it's okay. very agile. And, and that's it, the Taipan. And it's a weird looking thing. Oh. I got to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here comes uh, the Taipan, which was uh, the latest fighter of the three of them, which was supposed to be the more um, armored one, the, mo- the one with most survivability. And it also has uh, plasma repeaters on its uh, rogue loadout fixed. So that's pretty neat. All right, and let's see. The next, so uh, we're uh, done with the fighters, I believe. But yeah, yeah so I enjoyed next, the fighters. Well, this has this one has come out before the Vulture, a very oh, yeah. uh, very mean looking ship. One thing I love that thing is beautiful. It really yeah. is. It's a love. <laughs> I love how the cockpit is right in the front, not messing around at all, just right in front there, and it is such a, a mean looking design. Now this uh, this kind of undersells it because uh, it's the default loadout with no guns on it. Uh, yeah, but you can put big guns on that thing. You can put yes, but really... it's a lot scarier with a pair of class three auto cannons. Yeah, I really tried to find pictures that showcase the design. It was and sometimes it was tough. Um, but I thought this one at least showcased what a really lovely ship it is. Truth be told. Yeah, and it can really punch above its own uh, weight class, which uh, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the two lone hard points uh, makes it very hard to find a well fun loadout to mess around with. But yeah, the damage you can dish out with this little thing and then the punishment it can receive as well is kind of breathtaking. Yeah, it feels like most of the ship is taken up by a power generator and a shield generator. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, so next we have this is from a Homeworld, and uh, it's a it's a support frigate. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. that lovely little thing. Oh, Jacob knows about it. <laughs> yep, as uh, do I. Y- 
you get to it, it, it was used uh okay so in the remake it does nothing because they remove the fuel system in the original homeworld it refuels fighters and repairs them yes now the fuel system was kind of a gimmick and most people didn't miss it too much but uh the ship itself gorgeous absolutely that is, that is a great little design i have to admit i really do appreciate it. it's it's a it's a it's a plank with with a with, it's a, it's a plank with a like almost a cargo container beneath it. It's it's so boxy. Are those guns on the front of it? Yeah, it it has two guns. It's okay. uh, not much to, uh, to not, defend itself. With. It's not completely defenseless, but oh, it's wait, like, it's defenseless. Like basically, I can imagine these are the sort of guns that can like annoy a scout craft on a good yeah. day. <laughs> So yeah, it depends on fire support. All right, but yeah, I really it can bring its design. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, well, I guess we can go on. So now we have the uh, the hero ship of descent. The I believe it's called yeah. the, the Pyro GX. Pyro GX. Yeah. So um, when I was a little kid, when I saw that outro sequence, every time I completed a level. Oh man, that was some <laughs> freaking feels right. Holy crap! Is so, that the one yeah. where it's flying through the tunnel as the tunnel is? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, the Death Star exploding. Yeah. every goddamn time. Oh, that's great! Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a great one. And I guess it was also the pirate that um, well introduced me to the love of uh, six degree of freedom shooters. Even though I don't play too bad out of them. So I should play more of Descent, yeah. That new, uh, that one you were playing the other day, Descenders, isn't that really good? Desecrators, yeah, it's really good. Desecrators, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, level was... level design, level design needs to have some love put into it, because the levels are looking really bland. Yeah, but well. But the gameplay so friggin' well done. Uh, I, think, so... I think because they're procedural, they're focusing more now on getting them to work properly first, which makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And they work pretty well. Uh, we're talking about a game called was Desecrators, which is uh, like procedural descent, basically. And it's really, really good. Okay, what's the next one? Um, so this is uh, the fighter from R-Type, I think. What the hell is this? Time? Yeah, the concert monster. So... Uh, when the first uh, R-Type final came out, you were able to research different chips. Normally, in R-Type, you have one chip to mess around with. I guess the first one was uh, R-Type Delta, which introduced uh, three different chips. And in R-Type final, yeah, you're able to finally research a whole line of different chips, all having different purposes and, well, designs. One of them being the laser line. The Concert Master is the last evolution in that line. Uh, so, uh, by increasing the power of the laser, it's not a cannon on top, it's a laser. It's a giant friggin' laser. <laughs> uh, they have increased the mass uh, due to all the cooling equipment and stuff. So, it's not very... It's not very agile, not very, not very tactical weapon, so to speak. <laughs> And uh, some pilots in universe are neglecting this crowd because the the laser is just a freaking laser pointer. You don't need to aim with it; you just point it. So, but that's what uh, some of us of... want, though. That's what some of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big freaking laser. It's a yeah, it's pretty much a freaking A ten laser, pretty much. Uh, that's just saying. 
I dig it. I dig it. What a crazy ass design, but I dig it. And the next, the next ships are from our final, our type final two, I believe. Um, I think it's a boss ship. I think you have three pictures of it. Yeah, I tried to find a good one for that one. But so, um, this, yeah, okay, this is a good picture. Uh, I guess this is a piece of fan art, though. So maybe oh, some details are a little bit different. We got a couple. We got a few pictures of the thing. There's gonna be okay. a delay for you, but we got three pictures of the thing. I like the I like the third one, honestly. With okay, the, with, so uh, with, this is the Heimdall, Heimdall battle cruiser in uh, R-Type Tactics. You'll actually get to fight this thing in R-Type Final too, by the way, and in that. Uh, Basically, they made a turn-based strategy game out of R-Type. It's kind of amazing, but it works. And in the beginning, you fight Baido, the bad guys, with just uh, your normal fighters. And uh, as I mentioned, the friggin' uh, Concert Monster before, those fighters are not made for durability. You much As much as you freaking cuff at those fighters, they explode spectacularly. So... Uh, and the Space Corps has to develop uh, some kind of support craft, cruisers, destroyers, or anything bigger than those kind of small fighters. And uh, in the end, you'll get this thing. A big, angry, friggin', uh, I don't know what to say, really, but a big, big F to, well, the bad guys. It's slow, it's angry, it's armed to the teeth. It's nothing like the small fighters I've had before, because this this thing can actually take a beating. And those four barrels at the very front of the ship there, those are four upscale lasers of that concert monster I showed before. Oh, jeez. So, so those are some big-ass powerful lasers at the very front. But they can get blown up as well, though. So you don't want to place this ship in a bad spot so you don't, so you don't suddenly lose all that firepower. Hmm. <laughs> And yeah, you fight this thing in uh, in Art of Final Two in oh, the geez. bad ending scenario, so that's fun. Jeez Louise, I think that's all of yours, David. Um, yeah, that was, right. the la- that was the last one of yours. So Jacob, you're up next. Um, because we're going okay. In al- so we're going in alphabetical order now. Of course, of course, absolutely. Oh, it's starting over with the old lady. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what order you're going to put those in, but uh, sure. Okay. Does this boat even need any introduction? Does it? No. Chat, be honest with me. No, it doesn't need it's, any introduction. It's the goddamn Galactica. It's a, it's a gorgeous... It's like several several hundred thousand tons of steel of steel, concrete and awesomeness. It's got everything. It's got, it's got missile launches. It's got flak batteries. It's got the coolest fighter designs in sci-fi. Okay, a bit on the small end, but still, uh, it can face that nuclear warheads because it can, <laughs> and it has the uh, and it has those sick uh, freaking old school phones that I really like. Oh God, yes, I I I I get a I get such a kick out of those old school military phones. You know, I love those. Yeah, that even better. Always- it was going to be mothballed. Yeah. Yes. Because it wasn't on the network. (laughs) Yes. It was also like 40 years out of date, admittedly. Uh, (sighs) But then uh, they kind of ran off ships that didn't explode. So they (laughs) put the thing back into service. The last battle star. Yeah, say what Uh, you want. Uh, We thought it was the last. Then the Pegasus showed up. And then then the Pegasus blew up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Say what you want about the uh, the show itself. Uh, David, you've not seen the show? Wait, you've not seen? Yeah, this? I haven't. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm, so I'm just going to warn you. It's good for a while, and then it really isn't. Watch oh. until the end of season two and then just ditch it. I say watch until the when they leave New Caprica. So it's like the first four mm. episodes of season okay. three. Like okay, the, the first yeah. four, like fair. the first four fair. episodes of season three. Once they leave New Caprica, just don't watch anymore. Yeah, that's the one sad part about Battlestar Galactica. I have, don't think I've ever seen a show be this good and then just no. Oh style. my god, I know. And like that, that siege of New Caprica had one of the best scenes of any science fiction show ever. When Galactica jumped into the atmosphere and just started falling. The maneuver. Yeah, yeah, just and just started falling to launch its vipers. Just. I I have rarely screamed at my TV as loud as I did that time. Like, geez. And it's 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 great for two seasons and four episodes. And then pfft, don't watch any more than that. Complete nose. There are there are some good ones after that, but uh, uh, it's not worth not watching worth, the rest it of really it. It really isn't. And it's it's all and, and they're not standalone, so you'd have to watch the whole thing, you know. It's it's, it's yeah. all so which is unfortunate. I, I don't want to be too negative about it, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Because the first two seasons were so good. Oh like th- I think someone I, th- I think someone explained the problem of Battlestar very well. The first episode, well, the miniseries, let's let's throw out the miniseries for a minute. That that was really good, but let's throw out the miniseries for a minute. The first episode of the actual series of BSG was 33, which is one of the finest episodes of science fiction television you will ever see, period. And it was pretty much all downhill after that. And I think they're right. I think they're right. It starts off from its highest point and then just for a while, it just kind of slowly goes down. Like it never really, really dips. And that's like, <laughs> Well, see, the, the problem is, and, and this is something that I've said on many occasions, the writers didn't actually have a plan for no, how they were they ended. they didn't. It's infuriating. Because I, I love Ron Moore. What was that? When I got to the last episode, I found my saying, myself saying, that's it? That's what this was about? That's what this guy was bitching about all this time? That's his whole purpose in life? And I said, oh my God, and I thought to shut the television off. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it because I know people haven't seen it, and some people who have watched who are watching this right now have not seen it. You know what? So I will, will ask you to unfair to do that later because I've only watched like bits of the later episodes, and I didn't actually watch the show to completion after like you know the end of season two because I just it just slowed down. So it's such a huge nosedive. The the I would like, sub- you feel it immediately. I would submit that the first half of the finale because it's a, it's really two parts. And the first half of the finale, the actiony part, is really good. And then there's the rest. And it's like, oh. Yeah, in the second half, when it's just, <sighs> when he gets to his little speech, and I said, oh my God, this is pathetic. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, what we're saying is, you could say a lot of things about the show. And if you've never seen it, most of it's worth watching, at least half of it. 
But you, okay. I, I've At least never the first heard, part of it is worth watching. But yeah. I've I've never heard anyone say anything bad about the ship itself. Like I don't think you can say anything bad about Galactica because nope. she's such a just a lovely, lovely design. One of the best hero Unless, ships in all sci-fi. <clears throat> okay, there's one th- there's one group of you who'd say something, and that's Pegasus fanboys. Which they exist. Okay, fair. <laughs> they exist. I, I guess, <laughs> but I don't. I don't understand those people. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I mean, I like the Pegasus, sure, but uh, but uh, I don't think it has anything on this. The sheer brute beauty of the Galactica, honestly. <laughs> and on on that note, uh, folks, make sure you play Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. If oh you God, it's really good. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast, you're watching this right now. Yeah, you probably should have played that already or get it on your wish list and play it when you can. That is such a great game. And it's great for the license. Uh Valkrisa, if I'm if I'm saying your name right, Valkrisa, Valkrisa. Valk. I'm just gonna call you Valk. Uh none of us were happy about that. Um <laughs> I haven't made it that far. Without spoiling too much, but none of us were happy about that. And uh it made for a great visual spectacle, but that's it. That's the only. Okay. Well, it also it also ended up being true to the uh, original series. That's that's true because in the original series, the Pegasus also was sacrificed. Um, <laughs> uh, David, have you seen the original series of Battlestar Galactica? No, I have not. Okay, I would watch that first. The one from something. Yeah, 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 that's worth. Watching. I would, I would yeah. watch that first. It, I think one, it holds up, and two, I think you have a better appreciation of what they kept and changed from the original. So, uh, so you find it really just, on that funny. note, though. Uh, just avoid Galactica nineteen eighty. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Do not watch Galactica nineteen eighty ever. <laughs> just never. Uh, that was I, what, oh, horrible. I didn't. I don't even know what that is. I, I guess uh, I'm it, not missing out. It's kind of a sequel show to the original Battlestar Galactica, and it is. Does it suck? Yes, it is absolutely. I watched all of it because I soaked up everything like a sponge back then. But um, it was terrible. It was utterly terrible. Uh, My favorite part about the Galactica was its commander, Edward James Olmos. Yeah. Not himself. When he's talking to his pilots and says, this is Galactica actual. Now, I was in the Army, so I had to look it up. But, you know, I said, wow, Edward James Olmos, you go. The cast of that show, the new BSG, was terrific. It really really was a great cast. Impeccable. Yeah, really. We got the drugs back for the ensemble cast, yeah. And they even dragged in uh, Richard Hatch from the first one, which was nice. That was really nice. And uh, not reprising his role, and but Dean, uh, Dean, hey, it was there. Yeah, Dean Stockwell in there doing a great job, and uh, Mary McConnell knocking it out of the park. The airlock queen. Uh, <laughs> There's an airlock queen. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sort of. yeah. That's what I call her. Say, say more would be spoilery. <laughs> yeah. But she's great. She's terrific. All right, let's move on to the next ship. It's going to take you a minute to see it. Uh, What is this one? Oh. Oh, Oh, that 
gorgeous little thing. I love this. Now, this is more, this is less about the ship proper and more about Halo, it's, and more about the Halo series and the ships in there. But this, ladies and gents, is the Paris class frigate uh, from Halo. Uh, now, you may, now, you may be wondering, what is this? It's a gun that someone put in space. <laughs> yes. In short, what happened is Earth was invaded by a bunch of pissed off uh, aliens with laser guns and uh, plasma and all kinds of nasty, fancy tech. So, so they went. So humans went, okay, so we need to make a fleet that can kill things. What do we do? Okay. Take a giant rail gun, strap engines to it, and hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> and as such, we got this gorgeous little machine, which is exactly what I what it says on the tin. That front little bit at the front, that little bit at the front, is the muzzle of a giant of a giant like four hundred meter ro- meter long railgun designed to powderize alien ships. The sad thing is, uh, I think it, I think it skipped a file. I think it skipped because uh, you had the Donager in here as well. But for some reason, it seems to. I really hope it didn't skip that because I want to say a lot about that ship. Uh, it is, in fact, a giant Nerf gun in space because there's a Nerf gun that looks just like it. Oh, it's that. It's that. I uh, just uh, went over it. So I oh. wasn't completely done. So uh, no, I, but sure, we could go. Well, I'm looking at the order of the files here, and so it, it's showing this out of order for some reason. I apologize. Um, I don't know why. But yeah, so this is from Halo, which I've never really played much of. Um, uh, it's not much of a space game. No. Unfortunately, the best we've gotten is the Halo mod for Sins of a Solar Empire, which is really good. Uh, it was called Sins of the Prophets. Uh, but the actual ship designs in Halo and the amount of effort that went into them is amazing. That is a beautiful ship. That is a really love. I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking up ships from Halo now because that I do love that very militaristic, very focused. It's like you look at this thing and you know what it is. It's a big yes. military ship, and I wouldn't. I, if you had not told me that it was built around a gun, I would have guessed it from how from the design. That's well, built around like a big gun. It's like the AK. You take a big gun, yeah, and then you exactly. Design a plane or a ship around yes, it, exactly. Yeah. Now, I know the Halo fans in chat, all like two of them, I imagine, are going to be really mad that I didn't pick the <laughs> UNSC Infinity. Now, I love the UNSC Infinity, but I look, but I think it looks kind of dumb. It's cool in terms of like power output, but it's kind of just a giant Toblerone with engines on it. <laughs> I do love yeah. Toblerones. Don't get me wrong; I'm a it, fan of those. It, it, it is really fun to like imagine, but in terms of like my favorite design from Halo, no, it's just kind of a brick. Which I like bricks, admittedly, but I like this brick more. <laughs> this is this is a terrific brick. I will totally yes. agree with you. Speaking this of is, next, next. So next is the one that should have come previously, but this is also um, this, ladies and gents, is the MCRN Donager from the Expanse. As yeah. per usual, also a, also a jump off point to talk about all the other ships uh, uh, ships in the Expanse. Uh, Okay, David's calling me out about the, the Pillar of Autumn, and uh, kind of the same issue. Uh, <laughs> it's very triangly. Again, I love it, but not as good as the Paris, uh, visually. Again, I was focusing here on visual presentation more than um, like liking ships on a meta level, because I felt like it. 
But this is the Donager. The Donager is what happens when uh, is when the United States Navy goes to space <laughs> because it operates on very simple principles. It has one row. It has one row of stupidly long, anti uh, powerful anti ship missiles. One row of rail cannons that you can see uh, up on the top and bottom, and a lot of flak guns and point defense cannons to blow up any potential missiles. Yeah, this thing is yeah, lovely. Yeah, it really is. And we didn't get to see it very much, obviously, but it is. Yeah, because a, it got blown up. <laughs> yeah, within moments of us meeting of meeting it, it got blown up. Um, it did admittedly got atta- get attacked by four ships and blew up three of them. So it's not like it didn't put up a fight. <laughs> no, it put, oh, up yeah. a great, it put up a great fight. They did a great job on the TV show of showing that because the books did also a great job of describing it. So they did a really great job on the show. Yeah, The Expanse, great show. Uh, so much of that show is just pure brilliance, both in terms of like being good sci-fi and in terms of great character, uh, character design. Avasarala is still absolute, absolute queen. The we, 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 Dare I say we stand? <laughs> I still have to finish the uh, show. Yeah, I still have to finish yeah. the show because they got to the sea. The season they got to in the show is my least favorite book where they're on that colony. Oh. It's like, uh, I don't want to go through yeah, this. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But yes, the Dollager. Love this thing. Lovely uh. ship. Lovely, lovely ship. To be, to be true. Absolutely lovely. And in a extremely similar vein, next Stream, it, stream, wake up. No, I hit it. It just takes a second. Right. It's a delay. So this is the best shot I could take of it, sadly. This is the stiletto from Nexus the Jupiter Incident. The early bit uh, of Nexus the Jupiter Incident when the game is fun before we invent energy shields. Uh, <laughs> I stopped after that part. I stopped when we got there. I was like, I just don't care Same anymore. here because things kept taking forever to die. It was nuts. Yeah, I did one mission after the the switchover, the big story switchover. I was like, this is nowhere near as fun. This is yeah, just, it just things take forever to kill. No, it, I don't like this. But yeah, it, this it, is it the feels, stiletto. It feels like a different game. Anyway, yes, great design. This yeah. is this is what happens when NASA designs a warship. <laughs> designs a warship. It, these are in fact huge flock of chemical engines on the back and also on the front that you can see. Uh, which gives this thing the lovely characteristic uh, like smoke plume behind it that can be several lengths of the whole ship. Uh, that bit in the middle that seems slightly offset, it actually rotates. It is a centrifugal gravity. Uh, it is a centrifugal gravity, and it is strapped to the gills with guns uh, with guns and firepower. And also has a small fighter bay because fight because you don't need launch decks in space, so you can just stash those things anywhere you want. Uh, and it is a great introduction to Nexus, the Jupiter incident, and how nutty the combat is when it <laughs> doesn't have shields and it doesn't take forever. I am still mad. Sorry. Hold on. Come on. No, he's, I'm good. Jacob's I'm good. right. Jacob's right. The first part of Nexus was great. And then it seems to become another game. It's like, this game isn't as fun as that game I was just playing. <laughs> All they really changed is that, uh, to clarify, basically, you get energy shields. Everyone does. Uh, and everything takes forever to kill, even with the dedicated anti-energy shield weapons. Yeah, it becomes a lot. That's less the fun. annoying part. It just becomes that's the annoying part. Yeah, it becomes a lot. It's less a fun. huge slog. Yeah, because the core gameplay great, but it 
really like slow, slows down to a crawl after that. Uh, okay. And then I I forgot what else I had. I think I had some something no, else there. Those What's are the next? only ones. That, those are the only ones I have for you. Ah, right. I only, fair I, enough. I only have those four. Sorry. Right, if we, fair enough. Sorry because, if we no, he did not. I just checked. Well, uh, oh, good. Okay, good. I was. I loud. tried to get everyone's pictures, so I really. Okay, good. I'm glad we got all yes, of yours. We couldn't. We couldn't do Star Wars, so I didn't put in put in the Venator class. <laughs> I was limited there. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're wondering, folks, why we're not doing Star Wars or Star Trek, that was based on the original tweet that we got this idea from, um, which I forgot about until this morning. So thank you, Spaz, for remembering that. But yeah, we had to pick specifically designs not from Star Trek or Star Wars, um, which is a great idea. And credit, to the, credit to the Twitter account of the Space Shipper for uh, which is a great. Tw- I don't know how he has the energy to tweet as much as he does. My God, <laughs> I wish I had that much energy to, to tweet as much as he does. All right, Julie, you are next. Um, putting your first ship up is going to be a delay before you see it. Um, I can't be helped. But this one what is in a the class. world is that? This oh. is, as I'm sure everybody knows, the USS Sulaco from Aliens 2, uh, flown by ah. Marines. And the first thing that comes to mind whenever I see this is nuke it from space. It's the only way to be sure. And I, it's not just the fact that it's bristling with guns and appendages. It's the crew. That really made me love this ship, especially the Latino actress whose name I can never remember. Vasquez. Um, it's actually not a Latino actress, Vasquez. by the way. Oh, no. Well, nope. Vasquez. <laughs> uh, and she was just fantastic in that role. <laughs> and uh, that's why I guess it's the crew that makes me like that so much and the movie that surrounds it. And uh, it just it's great. You should. Next. You should play. Wait, uh, before we go on, uh, before we go on with that, with that, uh, that ship, uh, there is a documentary which Brian and I both backed called uh, "In Search of Tomorrow," which is all about '80s sci-fi. And one thing that is mentioned by the actors in that documentary is that people watch aliens before going on deployment, active duty military before going on deployment, really? making oh, yeah. habit. Yeah, to watch aliens because of the camaraderie that is being shown by by the space marines. In- <laughs> it's a team bonding exercise. Yeah. Okay, okay. there are wor- there are worse team bonding exercises than watching than watching uh, aliens to a bunch of mates. I'd say that's a perfectly sensible uh, team bonding exercise. I just love Apone so much. I love all of them, but Apone is my favorite. Now, the beautiful day in the core. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes, you know, a day in the core, it's like a day in the farm, every formation, a parade, every meal, a banquet, I love the core. Yes, yes, yes. Have it taken for a man? (laughs) Were you? No, have you? Such a good movie. And folks, by the way, if you're, uh, if you want to see more of the Sulaco, play Aliens Colonial Marines. You'll see a good. Uh, you'll see a good deal more of the Sulaco in that game. No, it's good. Yeah, we just finished it. We have a playthrough. Yeah, oh, just, we did play wait, They fixed wait, it. What? It's good. They fixed it. It's yeah, it's good. great. It's great. 
I'll take your word for it. It is, I'll take your word so, for it. It is a so proper- Jacob, what, what happened was uh, there was a bug in the word tether. And because it had been misspelled in the code, that one typo, one typo, one letter off caused all the AI problems that the game had. Uh, so that got fixed, and now the game's AI is better. Okay. Uh, I heard it's still all great, but I good to know it's better. No, it's it's legit great. We we played through the whole thing in co-op, the three uh, David Spaz and I, and we had a lovely time. It was um, right. unexpected, really. Yeah, great set pieces, great writing. A lot of the voice. Set, I mean, you had Michael Bain come back as uh, Hicks, and uh, what's the name of the actor who Prince plays Henriksen. What what? Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen, thank you. He came back as both. Uh, he came back as both the um, the synth, the synth, and uh, Bishop. Came and, back as Bishop. Yeah, so he he did multiple roles, and it's got it's really a delightful direct sequel to Aliens. Seriously, and I was just so happy that it ended up being good. I'm I'm serious, like. The sound effects are amazing. Uh, the music is spot on. The story is great. A lot of great set pieces. Very tense. Um, great weapons. Like shooting that pulse rifle feels great and sounds great. You know, um, yeah. I it was. We were surprised, very pleasantly so, at how well it turned out. Can easily recommend it on sale at this point. And it goes on sale fairly regularly. So yeah, if you want to see more of the Solaku, Solaco, Solaco, uh, go play Aliens Colonial Marines. Really good. Anyway, uh, should we move on to the next one, Julie? Yes, please. All right. It's gonna take. There's gonna be. So folks, there's a slight delay between me putting it up here and the stream and my co-host seeing it. Um, this. Hmm. Is the Sharon from Eve Online, and uh, I used to I played Eve Online for six years until Hulk again came along, and I got tired of the gankers, and I would just love the industrial part of the whole thing, and I said, well, w- while it's good for industry that you're blowing everybody else up, um, I just get tired of all the the PvP. Uh, high sex space was no longer uh, safe. And what I liked about the Sharon is uh, when I first logged on, it was it was this flying out of the uh, space dock, and it just kept going and going and going. And I, <laughs> I want to fly one of those. And but what would happen is it, it would. It would hold huge amounts, and it's a freighter, and that was the whole point, just to go from uh, space trucking, you know. And uh, but what would happen is people would uh, trap it at a space gate and then blow it up, and it's a mighty expensive ship to have somebody blow it out from um, from India just because they're bored on a Sunday. But yes, that was one of my favorite ships. Uh, big blocky industrial i'm sure you'll see a trend in the next the rest of the ships okay on to the next one <laughs> yeah 
This is my one of my favorite industrial ships of all time. It's called an Orca. And what I like about this and even online, it's like a mobile base. You can have your other ships inside this ships, your mining ships, everything you need. You just fly around space. Somebody bothers you. You just pack up your old kit bag and move to another system. So it's, it's just a flying industrial base. And uh, it takes a bit of time to learn how to fly this. And uh, the last time I was using this is when we were playing in a wormhole. And even in a wormhole, people came to get you. But before then, uh, it, was, it was great fun. And that's what it is. That's why I liked it. Sounds delightful. All right. Going to move on to the next one. I really like this one. Oh, this is from No Man's Sky. And the I understand why it got a bad rap when it first came out. And the guy who owned Hello Games just, depending on who you believe, they just was got excited and bit off more you can chew. But what I like about this space freighter, about the design, it's a drone-style freighter. But it looks like a diesel engine in space. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I like it. And in, recently in the game, they've redesigned the interiors. You can build it out like you want it. And it, it too, like the Orca, is just a, a mobile base in space. You can just design the interior how you want. You don't even need anything on any planet anymore. Just fly through all 256 uh, universes with your fleet behind you. And um, I guess that's why I like the design so much. That's one of the smaller versions of the Sentinel type, actually. That's uh, just the three sections in the middle. That's one of the smaller ones. There, there are ones that have a lot more than that. Oh, really? Well, it's a matter oh. of trying to find the uh, best picture I could. Oh, yeah, of course. Fair. It was hard to find some pictures. It was hard to find pictures of some of these. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. A little delay, but there. Yes. Yeah. This, oh. is, this is in No Man's Sky as well. And It is, yeah. Which is great. Wait, and what? I, yes, oh, yeah. I got it for free. And it's uh, it's one of the little ships that follow you around. And uh, you can <laughs> send it out on missions. And it was a... Uh, it was something a tie-in with obviously Mass Effect, but yeah. uh, the I beat like, expedition. Yeah, I like this ship also because it was really is well. It's a mobile home, right? As well as, and the, the thing behind this is my friends uh, all blasted Mass Effect, and they said, "Oh, this is a horrible game. It's a horrible game." Just like with Hello Games, No Man's Sky, and when I started to play it, I said, "Well." I don't see any of the problems. And they said, that's because you always wait till all the problems are solved. And, uh, and I, I guess that's why I like it. It's because it's a mobile home and I like all the characters that are inside it. And I, I just love the design and uh, it's great. And uh, I, I love the game. And uh, at one point, I said, if Commander Shepard has to die, I'm not going to play the game. And uh, somebody fixed that. Hmm. 
All right, and there's right uh, for the extended cut ending of uh, yeah. There's, and there's one, and you have one more, Julie, which is an iconic ship that I think everyone will recognize. How, yes. Oh, oh yeah. How can you not like the battleship you model from the enemy <laughs> of the same game? Now, granted, I was in the army, but uh, the first service I tried to join was the navy, and uh, the only reason I didn't end up in the navy is because my uh, I'm partially red, green, colorblind, just enough so that I couldn't distinguish the two lights at the end of the flight deck. And so, yeah, I, that's uh, that's bad. Oh, gosh. And, and so I joined the, and they said, oh, well, uh, Wick Dick, if you've got an MBA. And I said, what do you think I'm joining the military for to get my grad school paid for? So I took the test for the army and they said, what do you want to do? I said, really? I said, yeah, anything. And they said, uh, you'll pay for my education. He said, as long as you're in, we'll pay for as much as you want to go through. I said, even a doctorate. They said, even a doctorate. So I got them to pay for two master's degrees. And, uh, but all the same, it's the whole thing of, you know, flying battleship. And, uh, I just, I'm, I, I wasn't even a real big fan of the anime. I just loved the iconic ship. So, and that's, like I said, flying battleship. And it even carries fighters. Yeah. Which a lot of battleships don't. All right, it carries a lot of things. <laughs> carries the yeah. plot. It carries the whole show, basically. Well, it's kind of like a battle star. <laughs> it's actually kind of like a battle star in that it has a big gun. Uh, it has a lot of fighters. It has a lot of guns. It's got a lot of everything. It's kind of the point of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Such a mean-looking thing. I love it. All right, Spaz, we're up with you now. Um, not sure what this is. Oh. Uh, you you also included a movie. Did you want me to show the movie? Or a little, little yeah, it's a it's a it's a okay, GIF uh, you can use. So yeah. this is uh, from the anime Starship Operators, based off of a light novel of the same name. This is the Freedom Guard ship Amaterras, and it is a medium cruiser. That horseshoe shaped design in the front is actually a cowling. That holds the plasma cannon. Oh, geez. Which has that, a long range. Yeah, all the all the combat done in this series is long range. And this thing is devastating. And one of the things that uh, they've they really nailed with the whole ethos of this series is that one hit can be fatal to a ship. Another thing they nailed is that it's very hard sci-fi. Heat is a problem. So ships can die just as often to overheating as they can to combat damage. Makes sense. Starship yeah. Operators, is it's a wonderful anime. It uh, released in 2005. And even for its time, it had great animation. And the basic plot is that there is a group of uh, military cadets who are on this the ship, the Amaterasu. And their planet gets invaded by a, a another planetary nation. And then they decide to go on a guerrilla warfare campaign. But of course, that requires money. So they team up with a, a TV network, the Galaxy Network, oh, as a sponsor. Made, oh, you, had, you got me to watch that one. I remember that now. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so they get the Galaxy Network and Galaxy Network as a sponsor, basically turning their lives into a reality show with war being the backdrop of it. Oh, and there are... Seems a bit prescient. <laughs> well, there are uh, political machinations and lots of plots behind the scenes, uh, di- varying governments who are trying to use their the situation of the crew on that ship uh, for their own motives. And I say more would be spoilery, but uh, it's a really great underrated series. Can you link the series in the chat? Someone asked which series that was a uh, revolver. Ocelot asked what series that was. So. I'll, I'll pull up a link. Yeah. Give me a moment. Thank you. All right. So I'll cycle to the next ship, which of course, you know, we love this thing. Uh, just, I can't imagine a sci-fi fan who doesn't love, uh, the gun star, this particular, the last Starfinder. yeah, <laughs> uh, such, such a classic, such a classic. And it's funny you say that because in the, in the eighties, it did not feel like a classic, but it's almost 30 years old. No, 40 years old. God damn it. <laughs> By the way, thank you, David, for licking that. Son of a bitch. It's almost 40 years old. God damn. Son of Okay, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm done, Ryan. I'm done. I'm okay. It's it's all it's all it's all right. It's almost forty. <laughs> it's all, oh my god. And and it was uh, one of the first movies to use fully CG sequences. Yeah, yeah. The I I love the tandem cockpit set of the of the thing like like a, like an Apache, you know. Uh, it's such a great great design. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's iconic. I mean, anyone who's been a fan of this podcast will know the Gunstar, or they should if they don't already. Yeah, right. Like if you if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the Last Starfighter, what are you doing? I mean, welcome. We're we're but, a space gaming <laughs> podcast. How would you not have seen that movie? I I, I just I can't even I can't even imagine how someone listening to us would have not seen the Last Starfighter. But I don't know. There could be one or two out there. It's a it's an old movie. Oh god, I'm alright. Well, I'm okay. well, one of the things that's great about this ship is that it can actually fire in every direction. Yeah, yeah, it's got that full 360 degree. Uh, yeah, there are multiple turrets, and so whenever the gunner is looking at whatever target it is, only the relevant tur- turrets that are facing that direction will fire at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw this in the theater back in the day, like twelve times. And uh, God, it's such was, an elegant design. Uh, it's it's a big ship, surprisingly big for it's, it's for a for fighter. A it's a, it's a huge. It's huge for a fighter. It's like two or three X wings, you know, in size. It's it's a huge fighter. It's massive. But uh. It, it it's got that full 360 coverage, you know, and it's it's also got whatever the FTL of Last Starfighter is called. It's got that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and it's, it's no surprise based on just the power of one prototype experimental design, because it was heavily modified, that the opponents of the. Uh, <laughs> of the movie decided that they needed to kill off all of the pilots and destroy yeah. all of the gun cars in their hangar before yeah. they could do anything. 
Because one of this that one of these took out their entire fleet, basically. Just one. <laughs> and that explains why there were so few of them to begin with. They didn't need more. Yeah. Or at least so they thought. They were they were I really hope that sequel happens. I really, really hope that sequel happens. You know, I would love last I heard it is still in development and Gary Witta is still on it. Yeah. So if love... you haven't if you're not familiar with who he is, uh he was one of the writers on uh, Rogue One, actually. Book of Eli. Another great movie. As well. Yeah. 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 Another great movie. Are you ready to move on to the next one? Oh yeah. All right. It's time. <laughs> this crazy ass thing. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. oh. It's arms yeah. are oh, boy. it's arms are aircraft carriers, you guys. Well, one is. One is. This is this oh, is the is? SDF one. <laughs> yeah, this is the SDF one from Robotech and of course Macross, which is the original series it, it originated from. Yeah, it is it actually hosts an entire city within its hull. <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> it has an aircraft carrier, the Prometheus, attached to its left arm. It has the landing ship, which is semi-submersible. Uh, called the Daedalus, attached to its right arm. <laughs> it carries hundreds of mecha uh, of varying types, both uh, uh, both uh, transformable and not. And it also has those uh, two shoulder-mounted cannons, which, when moved down into a forward position, can fire a very, very powerful cannon. And oh yeah, it also looks cool. It it also looks cool. It also has uh, factories in order to build more mecha. Oh my god, <laughs> this is the big freaking overkill. It, it is yeah. It's it's a space battleship. Uh, it's about one point two kilometers long. Oof. And uh, it also transforms. By the way, this is its uh, <laughs> its combat mode. For its cruising mode, it's in a horizontal position. And there are many, many games that uh, have been made in this franchise. Most of them have been Japan only, but uh, and uh, most of them do not let you actually use the SDF one. But still, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous design. I, I had a I had a terrific toy of this back when I was a kid. It was a diecast. I have the the Matchbox version of this that was released back then. I still have it. Does it like turn into a Mack truck or something? No, no. The, it's it's cruising mode. Unfortunately, I didn't get a picture of the cruising mode to add to the list. But uh, but its cruising mode is basically a horizontal uh, uh, version of this with the with the feet being its engines, its main engines. So when it needs to move fast, it goes into its it transforms into the cruising mode, and when it needs to fight, it goes into this mode. So. And like Superman, only giant and huge and robotic and deadly. And it's battle uh, mode. Uh, yeah, yeah. It even features uh, uh, three pinpoint defense barriers that it can that can oh, basically deflect all fire. Uh, it's uh, very, very dangerous. Yeah, David's got a picture of it there. Yep, that is the cruising mode. Yeah, uh, that's in the Discord, uh, and it's yeah. You could be able to read that link as well. See, that's not Superman at all. That's really cool. 
It's it's a great ship. It's it's one of the few things I remember about Robotech back in the day. All right, next one. Yep. Is it time? Yeah, yeah. We're moving. I'm we've, waiting for it to come up. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. going to be a slight delay for between you seeing it and me see, me seeing it and you seeing it. Um, so yeah, my namesake ship. Uh, this is the SPZ, uh, which is in, found in Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. And I have to admit that I did have some influence in its design. Uh, I designed its weapon capability and loadout. So the idea of the dual turrets, one on each side, and the center line gun and missile launcher, that's all me. The rest of it, and and the paint job for these pictures, that's mine. Uh, but the credit for the actual design of the ship, putting it all together, that goes to Howie Day, our friend of the show, who uh, implemented that in the game for me. We're big fans of Howie Day. <laughs> that's great. It's part of your 15 minutes of fame. Hey, it's the only game in which I have a ship named after me and people can actually fly it. So here and it's is a, that. It's a great ship. It's a tough little. It's a it's a tough little ship. <laughs> little. It is a uh, tough little ship, <laughs> despite despite its what seems like it might not have a lot of firepower. Just two turrets and one main gun and one missile launcher. No, no. If you use the ship right, you can do amazing things with it. Yeah, because it's doing. small and hard to hit. So if you pilot it well, you're you're not going to get hit very often. Um. It's it's just a really lovely little ship. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Right. It has to be one of my favorites. It just not just because I helped design it, and not just because it's named after <clears> me, but because it is elegant in its own way. Right. And, and uh, best of all, you can fly it on Switch. Is it on the Switch version as well? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would hope the the whole game would be over on the Switch. All right, here's your last one, Spaz. Gotta take a second, folks, if you're watching, because you know, there's a delay and I can't help that. Okay. Now, this is the White Star from Babylon 5. And it is All-Star Cruiser. Surprisingly enough, despite its, it, you can't tell scale wise, but uh, it is a cruiser. It has one main gun uh, in that center nodule and pulse weapons on its wings. It also has a bioengineered hull that learns from combat. And as it takes damage, it learns how to deflect damage better. So in its initial engagements, it will probably get hit pretty hard but over multiple engagements it becomes stronger just from experience literally experience because it's a bioengineered hull it's partially alive and self-repairing hmm. so this is in babylon 5 not that other show that babylon 5 spinoff no no this this was introduced within babylon 5 and originally you only have just one of them later you have a fleet of them, up to 150 of them. Now, I should also note that these things are so powerful within the universe, they only needed about 150 of them. Mm. 
Because yeah, I always get it confused. What Look, is the? I what, mean, what, 150 what? ships is a lot, though. That is That's a lot. Uh, that is a lot. Considering is, they only needed 150 ships to uh, maintain the alliance that they formed toward the end of the series. Yeah, that says a lot. Because was, even just one is uh, acting as a police force of sorts for an entire sector. What was what was the spinoff show that had a similar looking ship? What was that called? Oh, there was Crusade. That's, That's the, the one. one. Yeah, thinking. I always get it confused with this thing. I always get that the ship in that show confused with um, confused with this one. I don't know why. It, it's kind of gruesome looking, really. It it reminds me of a bird's skull. A little bit, yeah. I could see that. I could totally see that. I think those were all of yours, Spaz, I think. Um, so now we're going to move on to Thorsten. You ready, buddy? Yeah, of course. Right. Um, I Before I start to, uh, to, to speak, it's... Uh, I'm mostly I mostly concentrate on ships in uh, computer games and uh, don't add any of TV shows or, or, or from cinema. Uh, honorable mentions, of course, are the Sirocinanti uh, uh, from from the Expanse and the Star Furies from uh, Babylon Five. So let's start. Uh, the first one is of course uh, the Battle Cruiser from. Uh, Battlecruisers 3000 AD and for me it's uh, the perfect designed warship on uh, for independent missions it got uh, landing ships it got uh, four fighters and is very well armed but not too overpowered and uh, again I think I think it's one of the best ship designs uh, out there in my opinion but yeah. That's for everyone else. Okay. Yeah, next no, the, one. the designs are great in Battle Cruiser. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the classic, the, the the OG, as it were. Uh, the Cobra Mark II. <laughs> uh, I had to, uh, I had to 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 uh, introduce uh, uh, include this one uh, because it what it's it's the same for me as as a serenity for you, Brian. Uh, it's like a mobile home, it's, uh, which you can uh, customize uh, as much as you want. And I had to in in include it. And uh, there's also there's also the fact that it's uh, it's pretty much based on the uh, on the scout in in uh, the traveler RPG. Oh, I didn't and know that. I like that. Yeah, okay, I, up to the next one. I just wanted to say I think I had my most fun, elite, dangerous flying this ship, the Cobra Mark III. I think that was my most fun time in the game. Um, so yeah, next one. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, if anyone recognizes it, I totally recognize it, obviously, because I love Independence War. But yeah, this one, uh, this is a mean, mean mother of a ship. Yes, that's a Bastille uh, uh, class cruiser, uh, destroyer, not cruiser, uh, destroyer, and it's uh, simply neatly designed, and uh, especially the uh, the one captured by the uh, by the uh, uh, independence, uh, the under new owner, is uh, <laughs> a great design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 
I love the I love the graffiti on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. After the next one, last one. That's, this is the next one's the last one, and of course, we all I think we all love this bad boy right here. Ah, oh, just such a great, yep. great, yeah, the great design. Yeah, love this uh, thing. Love it so much. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much the same as as for the Battlecruiser I mentioned before. It's 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 perfectly designed. It, it's weaponry. See whole see whole setup of the of the design uh, is, is is simply great in my opinion. Uh, oh yeah, with the uh, with the uh, linear di- displacement uh, uh, drive for uh, for faster uh, journey into in in, in solar systems and uh, the jump drive for interstellar uh, travel, of course. Simply great. Yeah, I, I, one of my favorite things about it is that one of the stubby wings, which aren't actual wings, you're not going to fly in the atmosphere because of those things. They're they're purely for holding weapons, and one faces forward, and one faces backward, and it gives you a lot of it gives you a lot of options in the moment, uh, which is just terrific. This is from Independence War or I War. Uh, Jack and uh, such a delightful ship to fly, just just a delight. I, that's one of the things I was sad about in Independence War Two is we never really got one of these. Um, <clears throat> which I mean, this is the hero ship, but there really isn't a hero ship in the second game. Come to think of it, um, yes, that would be that would have been great if you if we were able to capture one of the of oh those, those God. That would have been so great. But so this is our last ship. Great, great choices, everyone. We we saw a lot of great uh non-Star Wars and non-Star Trek ships uh in the list today. Really great choices, everyone. I mean, really like is no one gonna ca- <laughs> I mean, Fernando, these are our favorites. We well, I mean, we love the Karathi Drowthy, and I mean, is Red Dwarf really a design? It's kind of a wastebasket with a with a vase stuck to the bottom of it. I mean, Red Dwarf, I love Red Dwarf. Don't get me wrong, but it's not much of a design, is it? I mean, maybe that's part of its charm, though. Maybe that's part of its charm. Is uh, that's the most probably the most industrial looking ship you'll ever see. Oh my god. Uh so that's gonna do it for this week, uh folks. Uh tomorrow uh next week is episode four hundred. Uh my god. <laughs> and I'm gonna let you in a little secret, folks. We don't know what we're doing yet. We really have no idea. We'll figure something out. We'll work it out. Yeah, we'll work, we'll work it, it out. out by we then. will we will definitely work something out. But as of this moment, we have no idea. No idea at all. Um, but we'll figure out something fun. But yeah, 400 goddamn episodes. Jeez Louise. Uh, almost 10 years. I mean, I think we started this in uh, 2013. Yeah. So, um, yeah, almost 10 years. Dear God. Uh, so Damn. next yeah, so next week is going to be episode 400. And we don't know what we're going to do yet. Uh, tomorrow on the show, I'm going to be playing a game. Uh, tomorrow on the stream, we're going to be playing a game called Starbase Gunship. 
I have no idea what that is, but apparently it's something I need to cover. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm more, I'm worried about a lot of games on this list of space games that I have to get caught up on because I don't know if they're all going to be good. So far, they really haven't been. Um, well, some have been, but some yeah. like like for the warp was probably the best in this new round of covering space games. Paper. But there have been a lot of duds, a lot of duds. Um, so hopefully no more duds. So that's going to do it for uh, this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. Great chat today. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Uh, as Thorsten said, for being so active. Uh, thank you, co-hosts, for coming up with some great uh, designs here. Uh, and uh, hey, and I, should, I should say, just because we didn't mention something you liked doesn't mean we don't like it also. It. It just means we had to narrow down our list to our favorites. Yeah, we couldn't so. pick like 30 of our favorites, you know? I mean. yeah, so toss those into the YouTube comments. We'll, uh, you know, we'll read those and maybe yeah. respond. We'll see. Exactly. All right. Have a great one, everyone. Be safe, be well, and please get vaccinated if you haven't already. Bye-bye.